side Put your hands up, let's pop it Welcome, welcome, one and all, to This Might Be a Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Simpson. Got some nice notes, some emails, a voicemail, um, some very nice stuff going on on Twitter and Reddit. Let's see. First, since it's called Mailbag, let's go to the actual email. Though, maybe, would you guys send me some snail mail? That would be cool. Uh, Here's my home address. Just kidding. That's probably not smart, you know, with all the enemies I have. Uh, So, Garrett, I'm not positive what his actual last name is because his email is Garrett Sausage. Uh, And and then he he signs it at the bottom as Garrett Secret. And neither of those seem right. But uh, Garrett from Cactus Mail Practice Studios. I... Like that name a lot. Cactus Mill Practice Studios wrote, Hello, hello, Greg. Been loving your podcast. Just finished Anna Ng, and we'll be listening to the rest of them this week. You probably have a huge laundry list of song suggestions lining up for you to showcase on the show, but here's three to add to the pile. So he's requesting that I do Older, which is already reserved, so he's going to hear that. My uh, French horn private lesson student, Corbin, 12-year-old sixth grader, he was raised on the Mumpy Giants, and he's going to do a couple songs, uh, or a song from the kids' album. He's going to do In the Middle, In the Middle, uh, and he picked Older, so he'll be doing Older. That'll be an interesting take from a kid who's always known the Mumpy Giants, which is awesome. Uh, Till My Head Falls Off is reserved by my friend Jesse Harris, so we'll be talking about that one. Uh, and the communists have the music, Maciek from Warsaw, Poland, grew up in the Soviet Union and will be, uh, very appropriately, he has picked this song uh, to talk about. Um, I've already recorded an episode with him on I've Got a Match, and that is scheduled to come out, let's see, I've Got a Match will be out in March. So thanks, Garrett for the letter and yeah he wrote me so i invited him to be on an episode uh so yeah if you write me an email uh this might be a pod at gmail uh maybe i'll uh have you on the show let's see coming up some very exciting stuff well first of all uh as of this episode launching let's see it's wednesday wednesday the something i've lost all track of time um okay this is coming out on january 23rd you're going to hear a Black Ops episode. Uh, as of you hearing this, I have already talked to Danny Weinkoff. Now, actually, I haven't uh, at the time of recording this, but I'll have already have talked to him by the time you're hearing this. And Danny and I are going to talk, uh, we're going to do an exclusive about strictly non-They Might Be Giant stuff, because as you probably know, Danny has a band called the Red Pants Band, 
and we're going to talk exclusively about his uh, solo and red pants um, work. So I'm assuming that went awesome, uh, but I don't really know because it's uh, we're recording it tonight, as in Tuesday. Uh, this is all very confusing. Anyway, then we had some very nice words on Reddit from Shrim51. Shrim51 on Reddit, his name is Greg as well. Greg had some words about the Marty Beller exclusive. Now, a uh, quick update on the Marty Beller exclusive. So both Marty and Danny are appearing on the pod. But Marty, uh, so him and Danny were talking, I think, and thought it would be best to get full uh, permission from their management. So I've been talking to uh, their man- the band's, they might be Giants manager, and making sure that all of the stuff for them, those dudes to talk about, they might be Giants, that all that's uh, cool with the Johns and such. So I just sent uh, an email a couple days ago waiting to hear back. Uh, But for the time being, I pulled the Marty Beller episode, so you Patreon people have already heard it. New Patreon people, hopefully you sign up to hear that Danny exclusive. It's not They Might Be Giants, so we're going to go ahead and do it. As soon as we get approval for those dudes to talk about their They Might Be Giants work, um, Danny and I will be doing an episode, uh, a regular episode on One Everything, because he likes that bass part, especially. Uh, And Marty and I will do a part two of an exclusive. I'll put up part one. We'll be doing a part two exclusive about his life as drummer with They Might Be Giants. And he'll also be doing a regular episode. He picked the song, Call You Mom. And if you listen to the drums, especially at the end of that song, you can see why he picked that as one of his favorites to drum. So look forward to those. So Shrim51, Greg, said about the Marty pod, which seems like kind of a tease that you can't go listen to it now. But soon, I've been listening uh, as I get free moments from work. But, oh, man, it is so fucking good. Dude, you did such a good job. You asked so many good questions so far, and I loved hearing all about his childhood as a drummer. Uh, And then, let's see, then he listened to the rest of it and said, messaged me again. I just finished the whole episode with Marty. His last remark about the fans was so genuine and sincere. It was so nice to hear that. The episode was amazing, all caps. So much inside stuff about the John's process. I loved it. I was basically drooling when he started talking about the specifics of how they show him songs and the drum programming and stuff. Oh, man. That one part where he talks about the first gig and how he asked Flans about taking cues from him and John's response was, I'd rather you ask forgiveness than ask permission. That in itself gave me so much insight, and it was such a badass moment. From the way Marty told it, you could really tell it meant a lot to him. Because it's pretty much Flans telling him that he could trust him and just to go for it. Man, I really hope they let Danny talk about his beginnings with the band. Anyway, amazing job. I don't know how you kept your composure, but you did a fantastic job and asked all the right questions. Thanks so much for putting so much time and effort into this podcast, because it has provided me so much joy. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Other Greg, uh, for writing Really makes it worth it, and I hope I can put that back up because I put like four hours into editing that one, you know, because people were paying for it. So, you know. (laughs) So one more quick announcement. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm pretty sure I can announce this now. Uh, I have a couple celebrity guests, non-They Might Be Giants celebrities, that are going to be appearing on the pod. I've started reaching out to some people uh, that I know are fans of the band that are other 
heroes of mine. And I've got one scheduled February 11th. I'm going to be talking to Hutch Harris. Uh, now he's solo, formerly of The Thermals, and also Hutch and Kathy before that. Hutch Harris of The Thermals, singer and guitar player of The Thermals, is going to be talking to me about the song Dead off of Flood. That was his choice of song, and it's quite a good one. I'm excited to talk to him about that. Then I was talking to John Darneal of The Mountain Goats, my second favorite band, and I threw some tweets at him, not knowing what to expect, and he basically said, sure, yeah, I'll be on the podcast. He has not picked a song yet, but I was super excited that he's now following my podcast on Twitter. Um, He's a cool guy. He's talked to me at my Outdoor Velour Twitter handle before, uh, because I've reviewed a bunch of their records on punknews.org, who hosts this podcast, by the way. So this is this this discussion started after I was asking people about their non They Might Be Giants favorite bands, and people were listing all kinds of cool stuff, which just shows how uh, diverse of taste uh, the band's fan base has. But one band that was seeming to pop up more than any other uh, is not a huge band, but one of my favorites, the Mountain Goats. And so I was like, "Hey, this is cool!" So I tweeted at Mountain underscore Goats, "Hey, John. Yes, his name is also John. John Darnell." Are you a fan? I said, hey, John, are you a fan of John and John and Dan, Danny, and Marty, a.k.a. They Might Be Giants? I'm discovering a huge overlap in the Venn diagram of Mountain Goats and They Might Be Giants fans. And he tweeted back, I'm old enough to have called the dial-a-song after getting the number from IIRC, the They'll Need a Crane 12-inch. Yeah, he had the 12-inch single for They'll Need a Crane. So I said, want to be on an episode? It's a song-by-song pod like yours. He was on a podcast called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, which is amazing. And I said, you'd pick the song, my man. He said, sometimes, sure. I do not book my own stuff. You'll want to get in touch with the publicity people at Merge Records. And then there was some other tweeting between him and some guests about people getting into the Mountain Goats, which you all should get into the Mountain Goats. He is one guy who comes close to the sheer number of songs of They Might Be Giants. He's written uh, about 500 songs himself since the early 90s. So for being just one songwriter, he's pretty darn prolific. And then he started, uh, he DM'd me a little bit, and I sent uh, a message to Merge on his uh, suggestion. So hopefully those booking people get back to me soon. I've only, I only emailed them a couple days ago, a couple business days ago. So still got to get that scheduled. So Hutch Harris and John Darnell. Two uh, amazing singers and guitar players and songwriters in their own right are going to be talking to me about my favorite band, which is just blowing my friggin' mind. So um, this pod is just going so amazing, and thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, We're getting a lot of downloads, a lot of talk. Um, If you want to talk on punk news, check out the punk news articles that usually go up the Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, on, uh, when the pods go up. And so I think that'll do it. Let's play. Uh, uh, Spencer had a cool uh, little insight into the Why Does the Sunshine um, episode, something I uh, we really didn't talk about with The Sun is a Miasma of Incandescent Plasma. He had a little thing to say about that. So here's Spencer. Hey, this is Spencer calling about the Why Does the Sunshine episode. Um, that was a lot of fun hearing uh, you guys talk about both songs. For re-listening to them, um, particularly Why Does the Sun Really Shine, um, I thought it was interesting that there's 
some science in there, obviously. There's, there's a bit, but I feel like um, most of the science actually um, comes from the first song. And with this, the new song, the, what's, you know, more scientifically accurate, they actually spend like half the time, it seems, just talking about how the first song was wrong. So that was, um, I had never really been super conscious of that previously, and uh, I found that out re-listening to it. Uh, that's, that's all I got. Thanks for listening to me talk to you again, and uh, looking forward to next week's. Bye. Thanks again, Spencer. Uh, this has become a tradition of you calling in and uh, me playing your voicemails. So please give us a call and leave us some voicemails so Spencer's not all alone. 224-801-2930. 224-801-2930. And email us, this might be a pod at Gmail. We're at this might be a pod on Twitter and facebook.com slash this might be a pod. Uh, you can also check out the Tumblr for my recording studio where I record this from. We are called Valor Underground. So you can go to, uh, you can find Valor Underground on Tumblr, valorundergroundstudios.com. I also have a sampler of my recording work, musical and podcast wise, at valorunderground.bandcamp.com. Also, if you want to get in on those exclusives, hopefully Marty's goes back up soon. Danny's will be up in five days. I think it'll go up next Monday. Go to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Two bucks a month gets you every weekly episode early, but five bucks a month gets you the early episodes plus the exclusives. Plus, I've got merch design in the works for stickers and buttons made by our good friend Abby Bash in Birmingham, England. She's doing us some uh, doing up some cool art for us. So, uh, yeah, you'll get that merch too. Patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Thanks, everybody. And uh, uh, let's get to this friggin' episode. That wasn't that short of a mailbag. Sorry, but a lot of exciting things happening in the world of this might be a podcast. So let's uh, head over uh, and talk about Black Ops with uh, my other friend, Danny, Danny Leary. Black Ops, Black Ops, a holiday for secret cops. Black Ops. You ready to, to, to wing it? Yes. Let's wing a ding it. You probably I have a, I have a few things. I took a few. Oh crap! Oh, hold on. Well, yeah. Let me send need, my. If you need to turn off the video, that's fine. No, I can leave the video on. But uh, I, I'm doing this from my desk, and I'm. Uh, can I not email when I'm on a Skype call? How limited does this have to be? I took some notes that I took on my phone because I was thinking that we would just be doing audio. So, but I'm going to move them to my computer, to my work computer, so I can see things. Either way, either way. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I do this thing with so many people, and and uh, you know, a lot of old friends and stuff, and it's fun to you know see them when you're talking to them. We have the technology. Yeah. I know. Uh, Sam yeah. and Josiah have said they find it quite awkward to actually be looking at each other <laughs> while they talk. I'm like, God. I mean, I think it's mostly Josiah. I think Sam actually Sam actually goes outside. I don't think Josiah ever goes outside if he doesn't have to. I mean, I <laughs> gotcha. think, and I think he would freely admit that. Um, he's just extremely online, which I find <laughs> some of the phrases they say. I'm like, why am I saying this now? That it's either a Canadian thing or some sort of internet thing, and I've only heard them say it. 
Until now, when I said it for some reason. Okay, <clears throat> welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, much better than Blink-182. We're talking about, that's right, They <laughs> Might Be Giants. And I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with Danny Leary to talk about the song Black Ops off the album Nanobots. To be on this podcast, who I have didn't, who I've never met, in person. don't really know. I was actually going to ask you that because, because uh, I was like, is this going to be awkward, horrible? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fine. I uh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm gonna uh, I, I, I like... rule over <laughs> 500 children in my current job, so I was just figured I'd just rule over you in the same way and just uh, make sure that yeah, you have well, all the same opinions as me and. <laughs> and if I'm and and my my uh, main capacity online is making memes and trolling the Blink One Fifty Five podcast, so yeah, that's in a way I am a child, so I'm just another one for you to wrangle. <laughs> it is really a bunch of children on there, and then I start like my role. I think within the Blink One Fifty Five Nation, as they call it, is uh, to scold Josiah about things. And like, <laughs> and he thinks I'm getting like actually mad at him, but I'm just like, you need a pop screen. I'm listening to your podcast and it's like, boom, in my ears. <laughs> and he's right. like, he's like, how can I get it to pop more? You're such a little <laughs> troll. <laughs> I mean, he's only like three years younger than me, but since he's extremely online, he's uh, quite stunted, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Josiah Hughes, what's up? This is your first proper shout out. On uh, on only one other episode have I acknowledged that podcast, <laughs> though it is my most listened to podcast. That's for sure. Do you remember how we first ran into each other? Of the, I mean, things fly around Twitter so quickly; right. it's hard yeah, to remember well, the first time we interacted. Um, well, I'm familiar with you just because I listen to the Pump News podcast. So I heard your outro yeah, on every yeah. episode of that that you did. And then um, when Blink-155 kind of started up and fans that listened to that podcast started talking, you were there. And there's just like so many people. And then um, uh, I forget his name now, but who's I joined too late? 
that's Sean Crawford. Sean. Sean Crawford was on a, a Blink-135 fan online meetup, and he mentioned that you were working on this podcast. And so I knew about it. Like, I was looking forward to this because They Might Be Giants are one of my favorite bands. They're like one of my four. They're tied for four, uh, tied for first among three <laughs> other bands for my favorite band. So MXPX. I was looking forward to you doing this podcast. Yeah, MXPX, uh, Fishbone, and The Clash. Oh, well, where does yeah. Blink fit into that? <laughs> well, that's the thing. And I've never actually admitted this on in that Twitter world, but uh, <laughs> Blink-182 uh, Blink wouldn't even be in my top five. They're in my top ten. Oh, okay. But they're just, <laughs> they're like high. the most famous. Yeah, they're the most famous band uh, that's in my top ten. So the fact that there was this show I listened to, you know, Blink-55, I listened to it. And got tied up with everyone else and all the craziness that happens there <laughs> online. And that's how we ended up discussing me doing Black Ops was because I have a, I don't even know what's worth describing to your They Might Be Giants listeners, but <laughs> on that Blink-182 podcast, one of the things that the listeners love to do, and I kind of helped, you know, create this idea is that you create a Twitter account with, like of a crazy character, like specifically <laughs> aimed towards that podcast. And one of my characters was uh, asking Blink-155 to do the Blink-182 song uh, MH4-18-2011. <laughs> the song with the stupidest title. I know. That's why I picked it. <laughs> oh, really? It's a song about helicopters. So my character in that Twitter account was obsessed with helicopters. And as that character, I started tweeting at you about this podcast. And I'm like, fucking yeah, black ops. That's the best thing. Might be giants. <laughs> I'll, I'll drop in a little bit of that blink song just cause I don't know how much overlap there is in the Venn diagram of they might be giants fans and blink 182 fans. So I'll drop yeah. in at least a little something about the helicopters. What's the name of the damn song? Again? It's on neighborhoods, right? What's yeah. And, MH4 18 2011. I'm actually trying to think of it in my head. 4 18 2011. It's the day that Mark Poppins wrote the song. Don't have to keep talking about Blink Twenty Two, but I'll just say that the Blink Twenty Two Damage Giants connection, <laughs> the connection between those two bands is that Mark Hoppus is in Gigantic. He's interviewed and talks about All right. the Might Be Giants, yeah, influence on his music. When I was in high school, I used to call up Dial a Song all the time, and there was a different song on there all the time. And I go, how the hell do these guys write and record a song every day? I think for a while there was changed every day, or I don't know how long it was, but every time I called, it was a different song.
And I remember distinctly, I have this feeling of remembering, I have to actually go back and watch the DVD, but when you listen to John and John's audio commentary for the movie, I have the general feeling that they don't really know or care who he is. <laughs> like, they don't have a lot to say when he pops up about him specifically. Well, I mean, Blink is a really old band at this point, but They Might Be Giants is a really old band at this point. So, to yeah. to to the to the Johns, he's still like that young whippersnapper. Right. <laughs> I mean, They Might Be Giants have punk cred in anyone who says otherwise. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Blink is a much, much different band. Um, though I did just finish editing the uh, Can't Keep Johnny Down episode with my friend Scott Curry. And so Punish. they technically both have songs about dicks. <laughs> okay, that is true. Dicks in the dick town, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, and uh, so <laughs> you've got more Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts than even I do. And That's right. <laughs> you just started up a pretty pretty fresh one. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, I started TMBG memes. And because my yeah my top my top persona my where my main persona like meme wise is MXPX memes because I don't know, I didn't I don't didn't really mention that yet but I just I started that account like a year ago. And it's sort of just become my like main persona, like talking to people about not just MXPX, but pop punk and Blink-155 and, you know, anything that I feel is even remotely like two degrees from MXPX in my mind. Right. That's my persona. But then, but when I started MXPX memes, they might be giants where like the other band, I could have started that account for a year ago. So mm-hmm. you basically, you starting this podcast, I was like, I got to start that meme account or someone else is going to do it. And no so, one else. So, I, is that, no it. so is that the first account in the uh, TMBP nation? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I'll just start the Twitter now and, and hound you from there. Um, yeah, I, I guess we don't need to go into the whole Blink One Fifty Five thing with everyone yeah. here. But uh, yeah, this guy started a ton of these accounts around this <laughs> podcast. And it was it was revealed. I'm not sure how long you had had those accounts before it was revealed. You were running the Blink 155 Pod rocks, Blink 155 Pod sucks, and Blink 155 Pod fucks accounts. Yeah. We're all you. How long? Right. How long did you have those accounts uh, going before you revealed it on that? Uh, I think it was Patreon like, episode. I think it was just like six weeks, really. So Although it so. felt like a year, maybe two, maybe, maybe two months, but it felt like a year. Like at one point I was actually looked back and I, I couldn't believe that it had only been like weeks. Cause it just felt like in, in, in internet time, it felt like years. Right. Well, you had created like whole life stories for these, yeah. these, <laughs> these people in quotes. I don't know what it was. It's just something about that podcast specifically and Josiah and Sam. Yeah. Brings it out. See, I, yeah, I, I think they're pretty easy to troll and, and Josiah is good at, he likes trolling himself, you know, in a friendly ribbing kind of way. So I think it's fun to kind of rib them back. So that's yeah. why I like those, uh, those accounts he started. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I, I I'm not going to be upset if you, if you start a TMBP <laughs> Pod sucks account. I think we pretty <laughs> okay. Nice. So if that pops up, you'll be the first 
But if someone else creates one, if someone else starts funnier. it, yeah, <laughs> and you don't know it's and you don't know it's not me, it's it's not me. I swear to God. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so yeah, this is the thirteenth episode I'm recording. Though <laughs> at the time of us taping this, um, to tape, right? I'm going to analog over here. No, I'm not. Uh, only two episodes have come out, but this is the thirteenth I'm recording. And like I said okay. before, uh, you're the first person I haven't met in I- IRL to use internet speak. Um, so right. t- tell people a little bit more about yourself, other than the the online <laughs> stuff. You live where? Uh, I live in LA now, and I'm originally from Boston. Oh really? And uh, yeah, my sister lives in uh, Watertown. Oh okay. Yeah, no, actually, I heard you, and I just listened to the second episode. You mentioned she was in Boston now. I'm I'm yeah. originally from Burlington, Massachusetts, and Is actually, that where the coat factory what, uh, started. No, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but I always wondered that as a kid. Now I'm gonna have to Google and find that out. I have no. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> You're blowing my mind now. I don't, this, this um, is the coat podcast. It's all about coats. I just got a new coat. But, uh, pretty. Yeah, I don't warm. really need coats because I'm living in LA. It's nice. So uh, where they got all those <laughs> so, black helicopters? Yeah. Do you see a lot um, of helicopters there? <laughs> uh, no, but we see like SpaceX uh, launches, and then oh my god, there's like there's these like. Bizarre streaks across the sky, and it looks like a missile is shooting. But like more than an airplane, it's like unsettling. It, it is very unsettling. And then every time it happens, there are people panicking all over <laughs> the city. The last time it happened, because at this point we'd known about it. Like my wife and I already knew these things happen in southern on Cal. I guess on the whole California coast. I think people see it as far east as like Arizona. But uh, <laughs> my, we knew what it was, and we saw it in the sky. And then my wife went out to pick up our dinner from like a takeout place and a, and a person had just like run through a red light. They were at a red light and then they just bolted because they started panicking because yeah. they didn't know because they thought there was a missile in the sky. So what is it? What what are the streaks? They're the, it's Tom they're DeLong, the, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> it's uh, it's the it's the shuttle launches from SpaceX. Like they have a they have their uh, How launch pad. How frequent? In like Solvang. Uh, like a couple a year, maybe three or four a year. Okay. Yeah. So, so infrequently enough that people are still getting freaked out by them. Yeah. If they hadn't seen the last. And there's one. no, there's no like wide advertising. Like when you see these bizarre things in the sky, they are not aliens and they are not Russian missiles. God. <laughs> oh yeah. And so we're supposed to be talking about a song about <laughs> drones. <laughs> Or at least that's what Flansburg says. It, right? What, what what am I looking at here? We got um <clears throat> Yeah, according to the to TMBW, according to Flansburg, Black Ops is written from the perspective of an amoral drone operator who is unsure about his occupation. Yeah. Are you familiar with the uh the Mopi Giants wiki? Yeah, uh well I remember some other similar thing that I think this became from years ago. Uh There was like, it was like tmbg.org or net or something. It wasn't an official website. It was like a fan site where there was a lot of interpretations. And I think I'm guessing that 
it became this site probably pretty right? much some stuff yeah. has been imported over from that like you'll see every okay. once in a while you'll see like from the previous you know yeah it was like tmbg dot music dot alt like something i think it's shortened to like dot org or something like that um right. yeah that's what i was on when i was in college in the early 2000s chatting with babes or no chatting with nerds <laughs> online all day about they might be giants yeah. and playing my synthesizer alone in my dorm room i'm not kidding uh so <laughs> well i yeah i definitely like i used to be so i one thing is that they were giants is one is is one of my favorite bands but like i don't know like i used to be obsessed and like search online for stuff for them all the time. And it's right about this album, Nanobonds that I kind of like have not kept up with them really. It's strongly like every album comes out. I look into it. I listen to it, but those albums aren't really on my heart or whatever, like the way the earlier ones are. Mm, and sure. I don't know the kind of stuff and I haven't been to the wiki and all that in a, in probably like 10 years or whatever it was before then. So I started checking it out since you were talking about it, and I definitely went and looked at the Black Ops page to see what we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Linnell describes the song as an experiment in creepiness. Yeah, like this. So, this album, like, I don't. Nanobots is probably the last album where I started to drift away from Nightmare Happy Giants, like, what they were going with. And I still love all the songs. That's basically what I was talking Is like, I still listen to the new albums, but I don't have them all sort of. Uh, as intrinsically like a part of my life as the earlier albums before nanobots. So but this nanobots is, like, is the one that got you off the track. I love nanobots. <laughs> I do like nanobots. Actually, I'm starting to like it even more now. That's part of the reason actually why I wanted to start TMBG memes on Instagram is because when I started MXPX memes, they were like one of my favorite <laughs> bands. <laughs> Did I drop the camera. I, I was going to tell you that. Your your face was just slowly sinking <laughs> on my screen, and I knew it was about to fall, but I just let it happen. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, continue. So, I was, uh, so when I started MXPX memes, I was only, you know they were one of my favorite bands, but I wasn't like the biggest super fan. Mm-hmm. And then be just doing that and making memes and trying to come up with new ideas made me more of a super fan and i used to be a huge huge fan of the American giants i was obsessed with everything they did and just like adult life eventually eroded that away from me sure. so i was so i was actually like well it works for mxpx i'm going to start making the American giants memes and hope that i like overanalyze songs again and <laughs> looking yeah. for jokes and looking for things to do so nanobots was actually one of the first albums i started back up with trying to like think of memes and things for mm-hmm. songs i don't know as well and uh, yeah, this is this, it's probably my favorite album of the last ten years. Yeah, ten it, years. Yeah, yeah, ten years. Exactly ten years. It's amazing. And the title track "Nanobots," uh, which my wife has reserved that episode, that that is a top ten all time. They might be giant song for me because because I'm the kind of guy that makes lists, and uh, I've determined that that one bests a lot of classic tracks it's so freaking good but yeah <clears throat> we're not here to talk about that one uh black ops is immediately after nanobots right so you're on fire nanobots black ops so it's the first flansburg song on the nanobots album 
And we talked very briefly in passing on uh, Twitter about how you were conscious in picking your songs for this podcast to do some Linnell, some Flansburg. Do you tend to have a preference, lean one way or the other? I think I'm more of a Linnell guy Mm -hmm. just because I don't know what I did. Like, because I started, I I got into the Amber Giants because of Tiny Tunes. And (laughs) every, those are both, yeah, I know. It's (laughs) It's just, and, uh, but uh, yeah, and those are both Linnell songs, right? Uh, Particle Man and, uh, and Istanbul. Yeah, they're both Um, Linnell songs. So I think Istanbul's sung by both of them at pretty, pretty much half and half. Yeah. But it's mostly, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like I think I just gravitated towards the for no particular reason. Sometimes Flansburg seems like the more like uh, he seems like what's the, what's the what's the nice way of putting this? <laughs> he seems like the more like um, higher class one. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I and this is this is almost an insult to both of them. But it's like I don't know. Like Flansburg has more like. He he just seems more like uh, artistic, like like almost like a high art kind of guy to me sometimes. Uh-huh. Whereas Lanell seems more like the working class John. You know what I mean? And 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 that's I'm not even saying I'm working class or whatever. I'm just saying like he seems more like Lanell seems more like the laid back one, and Flansburg seems more like the like uh, the more uh, one who's more um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean so. Yes, I I own the documentary Gigantic, and you said you've you've seen it. You know they they, <clears throat> you know the impression you know that you get very early on is that Flansburg is like the business end of the operation, yeah. Uh, and Linnell's just kind of like I just want to write songs, you know, yeah. And if you see interviews, um, at least vi- you know video or audio interviews, Flansburg tends to do like seventy five percent of the talking, um, mm-hmm. and and there's another point in the documentary where a lot of people are talking about how, uh, you know, Linnell has this melodic prowess. Uh, and Flansburg even says about how, you know, he, he thinks Linnell is so talented and he's just trying to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. And I do think that kind of, um, I mean, obviously L- Lennon McCartney is the, uh, easy comparison to draw in terms of <clears throat> people who wrote songs together, but then started like competing with each other. But in this case, right. it's obviously remain friendly or the band would not have lasted this long. Right. But I would agree with you that like art, arty artsy is definitely a word I would use to describe Flansburg. I feel like he, mm-hmm. he's the one that for the most part is trying to keep the weird, like early elements still going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they might be giants like in like in uh, I Like Fun. Uh, the title track, I Like Fun, is a Flansburg song. And it is so bizarre, especially like they, for them to release it as a, as a single. Um, huh. And Linnell will get weird, too. But the Linnell ones tend to be the catchiest. But Flansburg, yeah. that's that yin to yang. Like Flansburg keeps the weird like art rock elements that they've always had. Right. So I think it was just getting into them as a kid that maybe I hate to admit if it's nostalgia, but maybe just the the way I gravitate more towards Linnell is maybe that nostalgia thing. Maybe it's like Linnell radiated that sort of fun mm-hmm. lightheartedness that I liked about the Amber Giants that brought me to them. Right. And right. 
in Flansburg, and I and I don't want to even misrepresent this and say like I'm somehow not a Flansburg fan. I'm I'm really equally as much of a fan of both of them. It's just like what songs do I uh, most connect with, and it's probably what feeling do I most connect with? And it's probably Vanilla songs. Yeah, someone someone just tweeted the well, other I day. Pick, so I picked this song. Yeah, I, someone someone tweeted recently. <clears throat> won't be so recent when this episode probably airs. Uh, a, a screenshot of the the wiki's uh, song ratings which users uh-huh. can go on the site and score songs and it, and it creates a, a running ranking, which is always changing. But the top, the top 10 usually, you know, like just kind of shuffles around and remains pretty similar. Um, but someone tweeted like a screenshot of it and said, I hope Flansburg doesn't look at the wiki ratings because currently as I'm looking at this right now, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, the top, 20 are all lead Linnell songs. Not until number 21, put your hand inside the puppet head, is there a Flansburg lead song? Wow. So according to They Might Be Giants fans, <clears throat> the 20 best <clears throat> They Might Be Giants songs are all Linnell. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely like there's definitely Flansburg songs that I can't. I'm not prepared to make a list right now, but there's definitely Flansburg songs that are in my top five. You know what I mean? Oh I, yeah, it would probably it would be equal across both of them. Well, let me just clear my throat properly. Jesus, struggling to stay on topic. I was afraid of the whole Blink 55 thing. I'm like, how are we going to handle this? We should have game planned about it, and I feel like it's kind of <laughs> thrown off the whole uh, the whole timber of the discussion. Don't matter, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to find that balance between Blink One Fifty Five wackiness and Missions, tangents, yeah. and then also still pleasing the super fans on the Facebook group <laughs> Miscellaneous T, who are giving right. me some good feedback about the podcast. But <clears throat> the first episode, I was really still finding my footing, and my first guest, he you know he had the disadvantage of being the first guest. I still like how the episode came out, but. You know, the first ep- the pilot episode of anything isn't going to uh, be as great as what comes later. Right. Uh, building towards perfection. <laughs> or not. Um, so, if we're looking at... Let me get back to the right page here. Black Ops. And we also should talk about the alternate version, but I, I believe yeah. the lyrics are all the same. Yeah. Between the rock version and this, which I don't know, how would you describe the music of this? I mean, it's definitely got some hip hop uh, type production elements, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, it's part of the reason why, out of on the album that I started to drift away from the band with, this is like one of the songs that I most remember and most feel because it's like it's such a stark song yeah. with like minimal instrumentation and it's really all it's almost an acapella song it could easily be an acapella song and it kind of reminds me of like there have been major pop songs in the same vein like um what's like uh um what's that called royals that's like the big Uh one or it's like it's like you can almost it's almost all the voice and it's almost like just percussion and voice and then like even sexy back is almost like that yeah 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 there's certain major pop songs that really like the instrumentation is, is almost, you know, it's completely secondary to it almost being just a voice in driven song. And this is, they might be giants doing that, which is also 
also reminds me of exquisite dead guy, which is a song uh, that I really love. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, a, this, so maybe that's why I like this is because this being on nanobots and album where I start to feel like they might be giants were leaning more towards like straight ahead rock. Like I sometimes feel like they have for the last 10 years and not always as weird. Mm-hmm. That's just my general feeling about the band's last 10 years. Sure. Like that, this song black ops feels like the weirdest sort of like not radio friendly song. But it's got that element of of something that you might hear on the radio in the last couple of years. Sure. And I actually looked it up because uh, I couldn't remember the name of it for a second. But it's, I did think of that awful song Royals that I just hate. <laughs> I mean, it's an OK song. It's just like it was so overplayed. I couldn't take it anymore. And oh, this song, man. even though this song reminds me of that, this song is from the same year and a couple months before lord came out with that song so yeah yes yes it's very possible she's a big yeah yeah yeah, if if she were they might be giants fan you know if this podcast takes off i i would hope to start getting some bigger (laughs) names maybe not that big but start get some some bigger name musicians and such to uh talk about they might be giants instead of their own bands and stuff like that that'd be fun uh yeah so Th- through all that, I was at first. I was starting to think like, "Oh, he's saying he doesn't like this song, but maybe you do, do. Do you like this song?" <laughs> no, I do like this song. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I, th- I was. I thought I was being very positive, but no. If it sounded like that, I. That's not what I meant. I do like this song. I really like this song. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just a little confused. You're like, well, when you said Nanobots was the album, when you stopped paying as much attention at, at first, right. and then. You're like, well, we got to the song, and it was such a stark contrast. Like, oh, but that's a good thing because they're keeping yeah, yeah, yeah. eclectic nature. Right. That happened to me with 2004, uh, "The Spine," mm-hmm. which has a couple of weird songs on it, but for most part, is almost just like a power pop album with yeah. like still, you know, the "They Might Be Giants" lyrics that we love. But musically, it didn't seem as diverse to me. Right, and I think on my 2004. Punk News Top 20, back then people, staffers would make all these weird, like, sub lists, and a lot of people would be like, you know, top five biggest disappointments or whatever. And I think I put it on there. I think I put the spine on there. And I I love it now, but just at the time, like, that was my peak obsession when I was on that previous They Might Be Giants site, chatting with nerds online all day. That came out, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, come on, guys to rock so black ops is definitely not a rock song as far as the nanobots version goes right Uh, but it does have a lot of cool percussion like bongos and triangle and like uh, go-go bells and all kinds of like shit that i have in my elementary music classroom (laughs) 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 but I, i love that stuff the one musical element that always bugged me about this song is like when the big keyboards come in for those certain uh, times, there's like these keyboard breaks. It sounds so much like old Lang Syne. Oh, oh. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, now I hear it. Now you've ruined the song. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear that before, but now I totally hear it. 
still be standing when the music stops. Yeah, and it's just like four notes there, but something about the the rhythm and order of those notes, I'm just I instantly I was like, why does this sound so familiar? Oh, it's old Lang Syne, God damn. and I couldn't unhear it. Oh, I love the big. It does go to a bit of a rock section where all of a sudden there's mm-hmm. like this huge like crash cymbal, these big snare fills and stuff. Um which marks a key point in the music video. Did you see the music video for the Nanobots yeah, version? The, the one where it's like really darkly yeah. contrasted stock footage. Yeah, it's like black on black. And I guess it's supposed to be like nighttime. And then there's like night vision kind of effects, right? And then when mm-hmm. the big rock part comes in, I remember some comment on the YouTube was like, Seizure war trigger warning because it's just like explodes with colors and stuff on that video. It's pretty cool. It's definitely different as far as I mean, their videos all have pretty different tones. Hold on, I gotta get some more water. Oh, you're wearing a sweatshirt. Of the band. Wait, sorry, I couldn't hear you with my headphones you're, off. Uh, you're wearing the sweatshirt. Always. I could I couldn't <laughs> tell that until you sat down. Yep. That's awesome. I should make like a patch with a P in like the same font (laughs) (laughs) and just patch it over that. Yeah, buddy. Um, So let's let's cut to the chase here. Mm -hmm. Do you think this song is um, caused by uh, the Obama administration? Or right. uh, liberals such as myself, one of the big things that we were not very fond of was the drone attacks coming to prominence. Do you think the song is a uh, direct response to that? I th- that is that is the o- that is the only thing that I've thought it could be. That's probably that's most likely. I, although at that time, I had at the time when the album came out, and like uh, I was familiar with this song i hadn't listened to it a, a ton because i hadn't listened to the album i had no idea what this was about i thought it was just some random stuff but because i didn't really pay any attention to politics in 2013 like i really uh-huh. zoned it all out but because uh, well, things were better back then i know <laughs> now you're it's in your face constantly how much things are terrible yeah, yeah. but uh, uh and not only have i been more aware of politics now because how horrible it is but then i'm like going back and i'm aware of yeah, the things that the Obama administration did as well, but I still zone it. <laughs> I still try to zone it out. I don't. I don't know. I'm also like mostly liberal, but I, I don't really adhere to. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I'm just going to quote the Thirty Rock episode I used <laughs> last night. Uh, Dennis, uh, did you watch Thirty Rock? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I did. Dennis, uh, Liz Lemon's shitty boyfriend, he, he tells Jack Donahue at one point that he's um, f- fiscally liberal, socially conservative, like whatever, the opposite of what people right, say. Right, the opposite so, of that yes, saying. Yeah. Socially conservative, fiscally liberal, <laughs> and that he's broke. I want to... <laughs> it, it's, it's the right time of the year for me to read this interpretation on the wiki. Uh, 
what is this user's name? I don't know. It's anonymous. Uh, if you analyze the song differently, it seems like it could be about Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> a holiday for secret cops. Santa is sort of a cop because he monitors children. And of course, the holiday part is because he's a holiday icon. Dropping presents from the helicopter, he literally drops presents from a flying vehicle. It's been a long year. He works all year making toys. We've been so far from home. He travels all over the world. <laughs> I think this guy's on to something. I think it's about Santa. I've been convinced. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. On I the- completely missed the interpretations uh, tab on this page. And oh, they're fun. On the Can't yeah. Keep Johnny Down episode, a guy uh, talks about how he thinks it's about how Viagra can give you four-hour boners. <laughs> <laughs> Like he can't get his Johnny down. <laughs> that's that's and a that's a good one. That makes like sense to me. Line by line, <laughs> the most disturbing one to me was men piled up in a towering mound. <laughs> like, is that what you call an <laughs> erection? A towering mound? <laughs> wow. Yeah, these interpretations are pretty pretty wild. Anything else about the lyrics? Uh, that you want to talk about in particular? Um, I, I like the part. Uh, what was it? I, I just like the, um, the, the part with the dumb, where he just mentions the guy's dumb son. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I just like the, that's, that's one of those classic them every giants feelings to me. It's like, they've already got this beat going. You might are, you might be interpreting it how they're, actually meant it or you might not but then they just throw a tiny little bit of like ironic humor in there that's like something no other band would ever just throw in there it's like um this guy and his dumb son <laughs> I, I, see, I see a communist and there's another yeah. one and his dumb son <laughs> yes yeah, so, someone is talking about how they think uh on the interpretation someone thinks that this line is a reference to robert gibbs statement Oh, God, I'm going to pronounce all these names wrong. Abdul Rahman Awlaki, a teenager who was the son of Anwar Awlaki, but had no other connection to terrorism. He was killed by a drone strike uh, that he he should have had a more responsible father, quote, from this guy, Robert Gibbs. Right. I would have to actually research that, but I don't think there's enough to that to make it worth me looking up these people. Right. Uh, I, th- might, I think I, it's just funny. I can kind of, I definitely get the, the literal interpretation of this is, is the, the drone, the drone operator who's just like bored and doesn't really see anything as human life anymore. It really is just like a job to him. Mm-hmm. So even if that, I think I have heard of that story before. I don't, but uh, I wouldn't have made that connection on my own, but I have heard that story before and, and uh, I can see how at the very least, if Landsberg wasn't specifically referencing that thing, that he might be getting that sort of idea because it's, it's a, it's a kind of trope of the reality when people discuss like drone warfare, mm-hmm. like it's an easily interpreted reality that sort of, or assumption that people make when they think about drone operators. Right. That they're just, that they have to kill that. Yeah. They're disconnected. And if they kill a civilian, they're like, ah, they shouldn't have been there. Right. Right. 
So one thing about, not necessarily the lyrics, but the rhyme schemes, one thing that's always bugged me about this song is, now I was never big into poetry proper, but I think you would call it an internal rhyme when the rhyme happens before the end of the line. So what I'm talking about, well, black uh, rhyming black ops with dropping presents from the helicopter, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. then, then there's more... Um, I mean, it kind of happens again with a with a not exact rhyme, but a vowel uh, similarity. Black ops maybe leave you in your old gym locker. Sure. And mm-hmm. what else? Where's the other one? I know there was another one, but those those always kind of bugged me. And I think maybe like maybe it seems like Flansburg singing it in a, a bit of a way where it's like, "Ooh, look how clever this is!" Like, you know, I'm being creative with my rhymes by rhyming with with the middle of the word, but I always find, found it kind of obnoxious. That was in like a, uh, on Parks and Rec, the John Ralphio character. That was a yep. joke that he used to do. He would start, do, he would start rapping <laughs> and then he'd, 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 he'd execute a, a good rhyme, yeah. but then he'd throw in an extra couple syllables or an extra word at the end <laughs> right. and people get pissed off at him. And it's like, you did good enough. Why'd you add that extra word? <laughs> Uh oh, uh oh, K to the N to the O P E. She's the dopest little shorty in all Pawnee, Indiana. Why don't you just stop at Pawnee? Leslie, no, seriously? You get sexier every day. And that is not a line, that is for real. Oh, R to the O to the N, and then I say Swanson's got swag the size of Big Ben Clock. Dude, you gotta end it on the rhyme. I know what I have. You had it at I Ben's. Know. I got it. In you? This is my boss. Okay, yeah. You want me to write a rap about your name? Yes. Go B to the O to the double S. Do what he say and you'll be successful. So what do you think about how, how it works in this song? That, that element specifically. I, I've, I've never noticed it. So I guess it works out pretty well. Okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a music teacher or, or a music critic, <laughs> but. I mean, I think like, cause, cause your brain kind of thinks of it as a rhyme, like in rhymes. Yeah. You know, I don't think all songs have to rhyme, but rhymes do feel good in songs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're used to growing up with like, you know, songs you hear as a little kid, they almost always rhyme. So even as an adult, you kind of long for that. And hell, with how popular hip hop is, I mean, it's all about rhyming. Um, right. And here it is, it is, you know, an interesting way to rhyme. But to me, I don't know if it's the delivery, like the helicopter. Like I'm like okay, mm-hmm. oh, all right. So you I rhyme. gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, I get it. <laughs> so should we talk about the alternate rock yes. version? Yeah, I had I did not even know about this until uh, I heard from you that we were going to be doing this episode today. And so you don't own phone power. <laughs> I do, I don't I don't own phone power and I have not listened to it from beginning to end but this is this is what I'm correcting like this is my new year's resolution for 2019 is to mm-hmm. properly live with every Them Rip Giants album that I've only skimmed through for the last couple of years. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. I I will cheer you on throughout the year. Yeah. And I'll be you know, buying they just those put out another ones. album. Yeah, they put week. out the <laughs> the two new albums and the uh and the John Henry demos, right? Yeah, and, and and I I haven't even bought the the one that what the hell is it have to, is it a cartoon or graphic novel? A com- yeah, a comic book, a first issue of a comic book. 
Yeah. It's not even like the full graphic novel. I think from what I read in the copy on the page, it said it's specifically for the first issue of the comic book. And even me as uh, uh, considers myself a big enough fan to start a damn podcast about this band. I was pre-ordering the new album and the John Henry demos for that. I was like, I'll pass on that. (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, they write so many songs, and I think I'm like, I think I'd rather focus on the ones that they're writing for themselves. I guess I don't know. I mean, and then they say it's not going to be up on streaming sites, so then I'm like second guessing myself. I'm like, well, maybe I have to get it if I have this <laughs> podcast. I have to keep up with every song. Uh, if I have a guest that requests to do one of those songs. Since it's not upstreaming, I guess I'll have to buy it then. It'll give me an excuse to buy it. Uh, so many songs. It's like, well, I, I kind of have made this into a job at this point now that I'm doing this right. podcast, putting this much work into it. Oh, it's like work. I love that there's like almost a thousand songs. I mean, there's got to be thousands. Like the list you're working off of was based on like 800 songs or something. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, you probably talked about this a bunch, but it's just so crazy that they have that much yeah and i have somewhere i have dvdrs full of mp3s and things like tmbg unlimited that i've been i was collecting for years up until i stopped doing that stuff yeah it's insane i I was talking on the alienations for the rich episode which is going to be episode number four me and my friend matt uh who is a songwriter has written a lot of songs in his own right uh, he's a big fan of uh, Dylan and Springsteen. And so we looked up, okay, so those guys have both been going an incredibly long time, longer than they might be giants. How many songs have they written? And they've each only written 300 and change. So they might be giants <laughs> have written more songs than Springsteen and Dylan combined. Wow. Yeah. I believe it. As far as like, um, like there are some composers you would more call them like irving berlin i think has composed more songs than that but as far as like popular music i guess if you're going to call uh you know folk a popular music from back when woody guthrie has written far more songs than them okay so he might be the only one to prop the only person to play a guitar that could that could top these guys (laughs) which is pretty nuts so the rock version is pretty awesome i think yeah thoughts on that after just hearing it today uh that it kind of blew my mind a little bit because this is a song that i've only ever known in that stripped down weird version and then 
I the first time I actually heard it was there's on the wiki they listed a, the live premiere of it. I um where did they premiere it? Let's see. At uh at the Stone Pony in Asbury, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It says that the first time it's supposedly the first time they're known to have played this live and they played the rock version and I was not expecting it at all. I was expecting this sort of stripped down, like playing on a, on a, like a empty tub or something just to get that percussive sound right, or, right. or whatever. Yeah. But then they're actually like playing this loud, like almost like Iggy pop style punk sound for the first version of the album that they, the song that they did. Yeah. So I mean, it was, it yeah, was crazy. There's a pretty decent, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of YouTube videos of this song being played at that show, I think probably because they said, you know, it's this is the first time or whatever. Someone gets out their phones. Uh-huh. Uh, so I found a pretty decent one. I'm going to drop a clip of that in here. Let's listen to that. It's called, it's called Black Ops. And it starts with the drums. And hopefully we'll all... It's kind of like the opposite of what they did with First Kiss and another First Kiss. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. on they they that song came out first on a live album on Severe Tire Damage. First Kiss was this like rock and power pop song and then they uh-huh. release it again basically almost identical in lyrics, a couple things missing on Mink Car. And it's almost uh-huh. kind of like an easy, easy listening kind of soft yeah. rock song. So they went the other yeah. way. This one, they got more rocking. Right. And as a fan I love of the- primarily rock music, I, I'd say I kind of prefer the, this alternate version on phone yeah. power. I have to live with it. A lo- I mean, I have to like sort of live with the new version that I based this version I've discovered now and see which I like better. But I mean, I still like the stripped down version as of right now more than the rock version, but I'm going to be listening to the alt one for a while now and see what I think. The fact that it has like that saxophone just yeah. kind of like droning off in the back, just like makes it just a little bit even cooler. It still has that weird sort of edge. Yeah. 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 I love all the, the sax stuff that Linnell does. I'm not sure if he does all of the sax stuff in the studio still. I mean, he used to, but I'm a big fan of saxophone. I mean, I've got two of them in my band. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Barry Sax in particular. I don't know. Let me take a look again. Are there any live versions of them doing it in the Elton Nanobot style? I watched like three other ones and they were all rock. I found one cover of someone in a bar in Pittsburgh. Yes. Doing it. <laughs> you found that? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to send this to you. Wait, is it the Pittsburgh one? John Ryan. 
Yes. Because he's got the Steelers logo on his shirt, and then it says Uh, All-Star Brew Club behind them. So I just Googled Pennsylvania (laughs) All-Star Brew Club, and I think it's a a chain of bars called the Fox and Hound. You are a Google expert here. (laughs) You're you're a real internet sleuth. Uh, let's, Let's listen to a little bit of John Ryan's cover. A holiday for secret cups. Black hops, black hops. Dropping presents from the helicopters. It's been a long year. We've been so far from home. Too many people here. Here come the drones. We take the mess of it and make a mess of it. Ripping up so long. And then we're gone Black sights Black sights The All-Star Brew Club Fox, what is it? The Fox and Hound Fox and Hound This is an awkward one to do at an open mic night I mean yeah, You'll hear, I mean (laughs) I've played my fair amount of open mic nights In fact I played in a a loose they might be giants trio called the exquisite dead guys we played a bunch of open mics rehearsed uh-huh. very little and would just get up there and wing it i would not have attempted this song maybe the rock version but he's up there with this huge ass yamaha keyboard <laughs> and then this guy with like a kid with a fedora on playing the drums yeah and it looks like he's using an ipad for sheet for the sheet music and <laughs> I love that he's just wearing like what I know from Boston as like this sports bar attire, which is a hoodie yep. of a sports team, and a baseball hat, and baggy jeans <laughs> and baggy jeans. But then his friend who looks like he could be like five years younger than him, yep. he's wearing you just said he's wearing the fedora and the and the pull and like the, the collared shirt yep. with short sleeves. It's like <laughs> we could be looking at the next Plansburg and Lanell right here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you got to be a really confident singer to get up and basically sing a cappella in front of a room of strangers. Yeah, it's one thing to get up and Especially sing with the guitar, but like the keyboard kind of comes in under the vocals in the bridge. But for the most part, it's like you sing, you just sing, then you just play the keyboards, a little old time part, in, mm-hmm. and then you just sing. <clears throat> and it doesn't. We can't see. We're just the the camera's just looking at these two guys. But you can hear everyone in the bar. <laughs> like, a lot of no chatter. one's giving them their undivided attention. And there's a TV just in the top right corner. So people are watching something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're more. It's like the opening. It's like the opening of Bad Fish, where like they're they're the <laughs> he's starting to play the guitar and you hear like all the bar chatter and then the guy says you can turn the radio back on. The yeah. Sublime song. That's good, dude. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, I mean, when I play open mic nights, I usually 
I try to be as loud as possible, even if it's a like everyone else, especially if people come up there and they're playing like a Joni Mitchell little finger pick thing. Right. Very quiet and beautiful. I'll get up there and play like a Daniel Johnston song, like a I would do funeral home and just sing I don't know if you're a Daniel Johnston fan, but just sing like something very depressing at them very loudly. Which is at the very they might be giants thing to do as well. Yeah. I, <laughs> to a room of strangers when you when you start getting really dark on them, it's and to see their expressions, that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> um, I also, I just yeah. last, there's almost no information on this. There's like nothing in the info for the video, no. except that it was shot using YouTube capture. <laughs> so it seems to have been shot directly from his phone directly to YouTube. Yeah. So like live and then it's just on there. Yeah. But it, it's got 84 views in four years. So. I'm I, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up here just for the bold boldness of of playing this song in an open mic. You don't. I'm I just gave it one. I'm as assuming well. it's an open mic. <laughs> yeah, or they're just the entertainment for the night. I want to see the rest of the set if they were like the the main act. Well, let's let's click over to John Ryan's YouTube channel. Let's see what else we got. Oh, he's got okay. So he's got like a full band going. Here we got some, uh, we got a Beatles cover. We got Revolution. We got Proclaimers, 500 Miles, Billy Idol, Dancing with Myself. I'm trying to pull up his full page and then just search for Day and see how many songs he did. Because <laughs> it looks like he's done at least six. My my uh, parents grew up, both grew up in Pittsburgh and... My grandpa and an uncle and a cousin are still there. So I got some Pittsburgh love. So John Ryan, you may have one of the most ungoogleable names, but uh, <laughs> you do all right, man. You do all right. It looks like he got like it looks like he's got twenty two. I pulled up every video on one page and then I did a control find for They Might Be Giants, and he's got twenty two videos with They Might Be Giants in the title. Man, you are he's got tr- more keyboard savvy than I. <laughs> I don't use the F keys at all for the volume. <laughs> Man, okay, cool. So that was the only cover I could find. Did you find anything else? Were you looking? No, yeah, I was looking. I looked on YouTube. I didn't do like SoundCloud or anything. I looked like on that, SoundCloud and oh, Bandcamp okay. and just did a general Google search and uh, couldn't find anything. I, mean, I think probably because it's just a hard song to cover, but I'm, I was really surprised I didn't find anybody covering the alternative version. Yeah. That one would be plenty doable for any standard rock band setup. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a bummer. Like, um, I think people, listeners to the podcast are going to be surprised when these third and fourth episodes come out because, uh, End of the tour. I think I might have found more covers, but I didn't. I didn't dig enough way back when I had recorded that one. I've got a fang. We couldn't find a single cover, but uh, Cara, my wife's on the Doctor Worm episode, and we found shitloads of covers. And our band has done one as well, so you know we played that. Uh, okay. So the listeners are going to start getting the hour plus episodes because. Dr. Worm has its chiptune cover. It's got its uke cover. Oh, awesome. You know, <laughs> it's got uh, a, like a 50 piece college choir doing it. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, we we have gone over an hour here somehow. Yeah. Uh, just full of tangents. There's, there's really not a ton of content on Black Ops, being that it's a more recent They Might Be Giant song and uh, apparently uncoverable and even unplayable by the band themselves. They took but yeah, some people start after learning about that that rock version because I feel like almost any band could cover that could cover that one. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised though that they might be giants don't do it off like the album version <clears throat> just to prove that they can. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know. Seems like uh, I'd be interested to to see that almost more just because it, it would be trickier. Like you get. Marty on like you know some electronic kit and you know usually they tour with a, a horn guy who will also do some percussion. Um, I don't know, add some harmonies or something to the vocals. Yeah, could be interesting. And well, only twenty three known performances as well. Mm-hmm. And this one is currently ranked four hundred and sixty six out of eight hundred and ninety seven songs. But it still has an average of eight. I think I think people tend to either not rate a song or rate it highly. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Right. People who are positive. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to make you give a score to Black Ops. Oh, that's right. And f- first, you can you can give it two scores if you want to give a score to the original Nanobots version as well as the alternate phone power version you can do that mm-hmm. if you wish uh so out, out of 10 using any sort of in between numbers as well decimals uh what would you rate the original version the nanobots version of black ops i was thinking of this and i don't know if anyone else has figured this out but i feel like the easiest way to cheat with your system is to think of a percentage out of 100 and then just convert that to decimal this is what <laughs> I decided that this is the easiest way to do it. So I think I'd give this an 81 personally. Well, you know what? No, I give it a 79. I feel like so, so 80 7.9? is like, yeah, 7.9. <laughs> and then I would give, uh, I, I'd give the rock version, like just a little bit more like an, like an 83. I'll give it an 83.5. <laughs> okay. I know an eight point, no, an 8.35. What am I saying? <laughs> I give it 800 out of 10 (laughs) (laughs) in this is the 13th episode I've recorded. I've only given one 10 and that was to Dr. Worm. And I believe my lowest lowest rated song of any that I've recorded so far is for rabid child, which probably isn't too surprising. Okay. I can't remember what I gave that one. I should be marking this on my spreadsheets. Um, now, Rabbit Child is made to be weird. This one's made to be weird as well. I suppose uh-huh. there's some uh, uh, parallels you could draw between these two songs, especially music arrangement-wise, very sparse. But this this song, like, I love Nanobots, but this song kind of throws off the track list for me. And, yeah, I love Linnell, but I, I love the weirdness that Flansburg throws in, but going, you're on fire, Nanobots, just like, banger, banger, and then just like, pull on, you know, just put on the brakes. There's this like, 
chill, nearly acapella song. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I'd like it more if it were later in the track listing. Because then you go to Lost My Mind, which is a, another incredible song, another Linnell song. Uh, and to me, I don't skip very many songs on They Might Be Giants albums, but I've been known to skip this one. So I think I'm going to give the Nanobots version a 5.9. Dun, dun, dun. But I think I'm going to give... <laughs> I got, I got to think long-term though. I, I can't give songs that I skip, you know, a seven and a half if, you know, yeah, because then everything's going to have to be above that, that, you know, so what did I say? 5.9, 5.9, yeah. 5.9. I'm going to give the rock version. I still have some problems with the, the rhyme schemes that Flansburg has, though. I do like the style of it better. Uh, I think I'm going to give that one a, Six point five. So there you go. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I picked. I mean, I picked Black Ops. So obviously, I just and this is the first time I'm rating a song. So it's just easy for me to give it a higher curve. But I'm glad that you picked it because if if I just went through and just like did all of my like perfect 10 songs right in a row. I mean, where uh-huh. would the podcast go from there? <laughs> and, and plus I wanted to do, I made you do of the ones you picked. I made you do this one first because yeah, I need to get some more modern tracks on here. Um, but yeah, it's good to not, not, you know, they can, they can be my favorite band and I still have a track that I'm just like, eh, you know, right. When they've, when they've 800 songs, there's going to be some, we're just going to, eh, it's okay. Yeah. So, uh, I think that'll do it unless you got anything else. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just say my little spiel here at the end. Uh, you can find uh, This Might Be a Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at This Might Be a Pod. Facebook slash This Might Be a Podcast. An email at This Might Be a Pod at Gmail. Uh, I just got another voicemail today. I like these voicemails I'm getting. Uh, even though it's from the same guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Spencer. He's he's a good guy. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Voicemail. I'll play it on the podcast as long as you're not my racist friend. 224-801-2930. Leave a voicemail and you could be famous. They must be famous. So thanks, Danny, for uh, being on, and we'll have you on again soon. Great. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to, to meet you, not IRL, but uh, whatever the hell you'd call a Skype, Skype call. I feel in like... digital, in internet life? There you go. Yeah. No, in digital. I-I-L? I-D-L? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, we're we're friends in memes now. I'll have to, yeah. You, you make a Twitter for those memes, and I'll I'll be retweeting them like oh, yeah. crazy. So there you go. And if TMBP sucks pops up, <laughs> I'll know who to go to first. I feel like I need to find another word than sucks. I feel like the, my Blink One Fifty Five account has the. As the trademark on that specifically. <laughs> trademark on the word sucks. No one else can say sucks. 
without paying you royalties now. Pretty sweet deal. All right, man. So uh, signing off. Thanks again. And uh, yeah. we'll talk to you later. We're not worrying about